seems like a helpful attitude, especially those of us who have arrived this last week. This attitude of letting the forced refuge, all the supporting conditions that are here, not that it's perfect, but just allowing the conditions to have their effect on the heart, the body, the mind. So in that sense, we're letting the room, the qualities here, external and internal, we're letting them co-author how it is. And being here in the forest, letting that also co-author how it is. Because, you know, we're all having a conditional experience, we say, which simply means that this is arising, this experience that's being known. It's arising out of innumerable causes and conditions. And also the wholesome intentions that got us here, those underlying intentions and motivations that keep us here, they also get to co-author how it is now. And even to some degree, we'll never know for sure, but the collective wholesomeness behind the Forest Refuge and all the people who've practiced here, we also allow that to have its effect on the heart. And I'm sure you understand it's not something we figure out. It's more actually a, a submission to the conditioning forces that are already here. whether those forces are seen or not, whether they're felt or not. So I want to say a few more words about what we could call Dharma interest. And this 
really essential quality of our heart, interest. It's a counterweight to the habits of ignorance that generally manifest as that tendency, thinking that we know. And it can seem so innocent that thinking that I know already different ways the mind imagines it's justified in its conclusions, its fixed views, just clinging to different interpretations like about our practice or even how the day's going. And all of these subtle or not so subtle fixed views or thinking that I know are really the opposite of what we call dharma interest or dhamma interest. This sense with humility that the mystery is right here. Whatever it is that is yet unrealized is all here and now. Whatever it is the Buddha awakened to, whatever it is that our wise guides and teachers have come to understand. It's all here and now. No other place. So I often somewhat jokingly say that the devotional object for those of us who consider ourselves students of the Buddhist teachings. It's not the Buddha statue that we're devoted to, of course. And, but what we're really willing to get down on our knees and put our head down and bow down to is the way it is, here and now, always here and now. It's really our one true teacher. And we're learning how to be open, interested, receptive, allowing the heart to align line with the way it is, not the way we think it should be or want it to be, that's why the Buddha makes the point many times in the recorded teachings, you know, the danger of fixed views, even relatively wholesome or what seems to be rational 
views, but if they're fixed, then they're really in the way of opening with dharma interest to the underlying nature that's already here and now, already, in a sense, ready to teach. And it's just really the question if the heart is appreciating how natural it can be to open, to sense, to feel into, to allow. One of my teachers, Saida Utejaniya says, we are building the natural ability of the mind, of the heart, to see for itself. We could say to feel for itself. And in any moment, like this moment now, there's going to be this swirl of mental interpretations of what's happening or whatever the mind's imagining. So there are these swirls of interpretations and sense contact and knowing. And that's pretty much it. And what we're doing is cultivating the wisdom and awareness that understands that there's knowing and there's sense contact being known and there's mental interpretations, thoughts being known really. And this awareness, this wisdom and awareness that recognizes the simple truth, fortunately, it's not something you or I have to do. It's something we recognize. Like right now, we can all recognize there is awareness. There is this awareness can be this awareness of what the mind is knowing, what the mind is doing. This awareness that's not judging, it's just awake, aware. And because it's subtle, we really emphasize relaxation and become suspicious of trying hard. And the other 
characteristic about this wholesome quality of interest in its supporting this wisdom and awareness is that it actually has the taste of freedom. In any ordinary moment where wisdom and awareness is doing what it does, it's just recognizing it's like this, this is being known, being felt, There's a sense of release, that simplicity of this is being known means there's the not being the identification, the clinging, the attachment, and the running, the proliferation of that. So we can notice that pleasure, that flavor of freedom. Simplicity, that's always possible. And then the last point in just our general practice of being interested in the way it is wisdom and awareness. Is that we don't need a different experience, a different moment, a different kind of retreat. Any moment will do. The mind might be really acting out. body might be really comfortable or really painful. But the whole point of our practice, what our heart is deeply interested in, this sense of freedom, it's always about what is unconditioned, not needing things to be different not needing the conditions to be other than the way they are. So we never need to believe that thought that I can't practice because, and then just fill in the blank. We still may need to do some interventions and change this, do that, but We don't have to postpone the practice just because we need to do something or fix something. So let's continue in silence together now.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.